Hello, Monetization Nation. I've been doing a Wednesday uh, live stream where we talk about passion marketing. And this is the fourth week that we've done it. And today we're going to talk about how to use the five wise method. And I'm Nathan Gwilliam, your host. So the five whys, this is a, a very important strategy to help us identify the level 10 passion statements of our target audience. When I go into a business and I teach about these level 10 passion statements, people get it. They understand the value of it. And then the next question they ask me is, how do we find those? And let me start off by telling you how not to find them. Um, most of the time, a, a business owner or, or a VP of marketing thinks that they know the passion statements of their ideal customers. And so they assume that what they're what they believe is the level 10 passion statement is level 10 passion statement. And, and let me tell you, when, when I go in and, and do this exercise and this consulting for companies to help them find the level 10 passion statements of their ideal customers, I do a bunch of research and I go in based on that research and my experience doing this with my guess of what I think the highest level passion statements are going to be for the target audience. And let me tell you, I have never yet been right. I have never successfully guessed what the highest level passion statement is going to be. I've come close and it helps me to have this direction and, and have done that research, but I've never been right. And same thing is true with a CEO. I have never yet had a CEO who could guess correctly the highest level 10 passion of their target audience. So the biggest mistake you can make using the five wise method is to not use it on your target audience, is to go in assuming you know what the answer is going to be. We have to start with the customers. We have to listen to the customers. We have to be customer centric. And that is the only way we're going to really find out what the level 10 passions of our target audience is. I'm sure that as a CEO, if you think you know, you're, you could be close but there probably is something better. There probably is a higher level way, higher level passion way to say uh, what really matters to your customers that, that is even better than what you're thinking right now. And think of how valuable that is. When we can figure out what that level 10 passion statement is, and we can use that in our marketing and content creation and channel creation, think how valuable that will be to your marketing. So the goal of this podcast today is to, is to teach you how to use the five whys method, how you can find those level 10 passion statements. And in a previous episode, I shared a story and I'm going to share it with you just to, again, to help you understand how important this is. So when I was at adoption.com, um, and I still am at adoption.com, but many years ago when I was at adoption.com, uh, we we developed a service called Parent Profiles. And Parent Profiles is kind of like a dating site where it helps people who want to adopt um, find adoption situations, find women who are pregnant considering adoption. And the, the parents who want to adopt build a profile, and then the women who are pregnant considering adoption go and choose a family that they love and trust uh, to, to adopt their children. And so I had an intern once who was building a brochure, creating a brochure for parent profiles. And when she created this brochure, she listed a bunch of, of features of parent profiles, such as 
how many photos you could add to your profile. And although that's an important bit of information to add, the number of photos you can add to your profile does not evoke emotion, does not evoke passion, right? And so I, I wanted to teach this concept of, of passion marketing to, to this intern. And so luckily at the time, we had an intern who was working for us. And, and that intern, um, excuse me, at the time we had an adoptive, a hopeful adoptive mother who worked for us. And so we pulled that hopeful adoptive mother into the room with the intern into that meeting. And I asked her, I said, the first question I asked the hopeful adoptive mother was, why would you want to use this parent profile service? And her answer to that was, because I want to adopt. And then whatever, then I said, why do you want to adopt? And however she answered that question, I turned that into a why question. And whatever her answer was, five times I turned her, her answer into a why question. And by, or four times I did it. And the fourth, the, the answer to the fifth why was because I have a hole in my heart that I don't believe can be filled any other way. And that phrase, you know, do you have a hole in your heart that can only be filled through adoption, um, became the core of a marketing message that we used and, and was leveraged on the website and in the brochure. And, and it helped teach that intern the concept of the five wise method. And do you, do you feel the difference in the passion between the answer to the first question, because I want to adopt, and the answer to the fifth why, which was because I have a hole in my heart, I don't believe can be filled any other way. And, and that is the goal of this five wise exercise. It's to help you get to the core, help you get to the crux of, of why people would really buy your product on an emotional level. And let me tell you about a, a time I, I made a mistake and I didn't do this right very recently. So um, when I created this show, uh, I went out and I asked a bunch of people why they would use my consulting services and and why they would would work with me and buy my products and services. And, and everybody's answer to that was because they want to make more money. And, and so I mistakenly gave my show a title about making more money. I called the show Monetization Nation because that's what everybody told me they wanted. But the mistake that I made is I didn't use the five whys method. And I didn't, I didn't seek the deeper reason why, why people wanted to make money, right? I got the answer to the first question, similar to because I want to adopt, but I didn't keep asking why. And so recently in preparation for the show over the last week, I, I went through and did the five wise exercise for my show. And I went back to people in my target audience and, and I asked them the five whys and took them through that. And I found out universally that almost everybody who buys my service, they are not doing it because they want to make money as the as the core reason. In fact, several people, when I did that exercise, they told me that money wasn't their core motivator, that they weren't driven by money. It was very common for people to say. And at the end, uh, almost every single person 
had said that they were doing it because of freedom. That was the most common word that came up. They, they wanted the freedom to live the life or the lifestyle that they wanted. That's why they were creating their entrepreneurial venture. And they wanted the freedom to provide well for the people they love. And so that was my takeaway. And so in marketing going forward, um, I'm going to use freedom a lot more as in my marketing messaging. They gave me the words, um, the core motives why why people really do what they do. I, I found the level 10 passion statement that, that I didn't have. And I made the mistake of knowing what the passion statement was for my target audience when I branded this monetization nation show and, and I was wrong. And so don't make the mistake that I made. So we've been working hard over the last week and there is actually a rebrand coming for monetization nation. We are going to change the name of monetization nation, the social channels, the Facebook page, the YouTube channel, the podcast, the website, everything is going to be changed. That's how important this is. I did not find effectively the level 10 passion. And I, I need to change that level 10. I need to change my channels to reflect the level 10 passion. So uh, watch and you will see a fun new brand coming uh, for, for this show. All right, so let's talk about how the five whys came to be. So this was originally developed by Toyota, and it was developed by Mr. Toyota, whose name actually is spelled with a D and not a T, who was the founder of the company Toyota, which is spelled with a T instead of a D. And in our family, we love Toyota. We have three Toyotas and we have no vehicles in our family that are not Toyotas. We love the quality of, of Toyota. So this, this example means something to us. He developed, or th this, this method was developed by Toyota to help them find the core reasons why problems were happening on their assembly line. And when a when a problem happened, they weren't able to just ask once and say, why did that happen and fix the problem? Because a lot of the times that problem, the, the answer to that was just a surface problem. And there was a deeper reason why the problem really happened. And he wanted his people to find deeper reasons, that core problem, so that the surface issues would all be naturally, automatically resolved. So here's an example that, that's famous that's used that explains the five whys. So let's say an, a, a Toyota assembly because a robot stopped. So the first question would be, why did the robot stop? And then let's say the answer to that was because a circuit overloaded causing a fuse to blow. So then they would have to ask, why did the circuit overload? And let's say the answer to that was there was insufficient lubricant on the bearings, so they locked up. So then the next question you have to ask is, why was there insufficient lubricant? And the answer to that is the oil pump on the robot is not circulating sufficient lubricant. And you have to ask another question. This is question number four is, why is the pump not circulating sufficient lubricant? The answer to that is the pump intake is clogged with metal shavings. So then the fifth why is, well, why is the intake clogged with metal shavings? And the answer to that is because there's no filter on the pump.
So do you see from this, the answer to the five whys is, is pretty simple. There's no filter on the pump. So what do we need to do to make sure we're regularly changing the filter on the pump? And then all of those other whys are automatically solved. The, the solution to our problem of the assembly line shutting down has nothing to do really with a robot stopping or a circuit overloading. Uh, it really has to do with changing a filter on the pump. And if we don't ask why five times, we don't get to the core reason, the core motive. And, and when we take care of the core motive, everything else take care, takes care of itself. And the same thing is true with the five whys. This is the best way and this is the only really good way that I've ever found to, to effectively find the, the fifth why, the level 10 passions of my target audience effectively and at scale and quickly. Uh, let me give you an, another example of, of when I did this for a company. And I've, I've told this story before. So there's a company called Deseret Digital Media. Um, they hired me to do a growth strategy uh, at the time, they had about 100,000 social follows. We went in and we found uh, the level 10 passion of their target audience. In the past, they had done a brand-based uh, strategy. And in the brand-based strategy, you know, their social channels had their brand on it. And, and they hadn't grown very large and they weren't very engaging and people weren't very passionate about that brand. And so we found these level 10 passions and we created a whole bunch of social channels and, and websites and things based upon these level 10 passions. And leveraging this and rolling this out in, in a short period of time, in just a few years, they went from 100,000 social follows to more than 130 million social follows. And their engagement reached 40 million comments, likes, and shares per month. According to Unmetric, I, I was told uh, this, that was more engagement than any publisher in the world at that time. I don't have a way of verifying that. That may not be accurate, but, but I was told by someone at Deseret Digital Media um, that that was true after I left. Um, so the point is that, that this can evoke a lot of engagement. When we create channels, like let's say we, at Deseret Digital Media, one of the top passion statements was, I want a more loving marriage. So instead of taking all of your content and pushing it through one channel with our brand on it, when we do that, most people are not going to be passionate about most of the content we push to them. But instead, we create a channel called, you know, related to creating a more loving marriage. And then we create content about creating a more loving marriage and push it through that channel. And then we have people who care about having a more loving marriage who are following that channel that they're passionate about, getting content they're passionate about, and the engagement goes through the roof. Instead of sending people a whole bunch of content they don't care about, you're finding out what they really care about and you're sending, you're creating more of that and sending more of that to them. You're aggregating people around what they care about and then giving them what they care about. It's, it's really simple, it's not that complex, but it makes a huge difference. So, so how do we roll it out? Um, I've rolled I've, I've rolled this out many different ways to find these five whys. Most of the time I've rolled it out in person, in focus groups with huge whiteboards behind me. And we use the whiteboards and, and we use mapping to come up with the five whys. And, or, or you ask the question, you get the answer to the first why and write it up there. And then you ask the next question and you write the next one up there and, and you get to the fifth why. Um, and it's, it's all written up there on, on whiteboards. And, and that 
That works really well. It's very visual. It's easy for everyone to see. Just make sure you take a picture of it afterwards. And I also really like to record those sessions because there's a lot of good things that are said and you can't capture everything on the board. So record the audio, uh, take a good picture of the board, make sure, make sure you capture it. But there's other ways to do it. In today's virtual world, a lot of, our, a lot of times the people we want to interview are not um, e able to easily join us physically in person. And so sometimes a lot more, it's a lot easier to do it over video. Um, so we can record that over, over Zoom or Skype or, or some other video recording uh, technology. And that can also work great. Um, I just recommend you, you have a, a screen where you're using a doodle tool and you're capturing it and sharing that where everybody can see it. Um, you can do that one-on-one -on -one with interviews. You just need to do it 10 times or 12 times so you can interview enough people and get enough feedback. Um, or you, you do 10 or 12 people in one focus group together. Uh, sometimes uh, there's multiple answers to the why. So when that happens, you either have to fork it into two forks. And then as you go down, ask, ask why multiple times. And that's why a visual board helps. Or you have to take and this is usually the best way to do it. You take the most important why. If they give two answers or three answers, you say, okay, what's the most important reason um, to this answer? And then you, you follow that line down. Um, this last week, I tried something new. Other than whiteboards and other than video calls, um, and, and it actually worked really well. So this is the first time I'm ever teaching this. Um, I, I was trying to find five whys from a bunch of CEOs. And CEOs are notorious for not having a lot of time. It's very hard to schedule them, get them all in one place. They're just really not willing to do that. And, and even getting them on the phone to get an, enough of their time is, is hard to do, uh, at least from this group it was. And, and so what I tried, sorry, um, what I tried um, that worked really well is I texted all of them. And so I, I sent them a text and I asked for permission. I explained what we were doing. Uh, they all agreed. I sent them the first question and I told them what I was going to do. I said, I'm going to ask you why five times and you're probably going to be really annoyed by me. And, um, and, uh, and I went through and whatever the answer was, I did it one-on-one -on -one and whatever the answer was, I turned it into a why, got to the fifth why, thanked them. It worked really well. And now I have the text answers, you know, easily, easy for me to go back to and review for each of the people. So that's it. That's our lesson from today. That's the five whys. This is the most effective way to find uh, level 10 passion statements of, of your ideal customers. And once you find those, that fifth why, you need to then brainstorm to turn it into a passion state, put it into an I am, I want, I love, I hate, you know, a, a statement like that that evokes as much emotion as possible. Have them vote on those. Um, once you find the highest voted ones, uh, do it one more time and try to create variations of your highest statements um, and, and just try to find the ones that have uh, the highest passion ratings. Uh, that's all I got for you today. I hope that provides value for you. If you enjoyed this and you want to learn more about passion marketing, you can download my free ebook about passion marketing at passionmarketing.com. You can also follow Monetization Nation, at least for now, while the name is still Monetization Nation, um, on YouTube, 
Facebook, our Facebook group, uh, in, uh, Instagram, Twitter, or your favorite podcast platform. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. And I wish you success as you implement the five whys to find the level 10 passions of your ideal